Wow, that was <laughs> everyone say next step. Oh, that's better. So uh, we're going to talk about the power of connection this morning. You know, over 50 times in the New Testament, the Bible uses the term one another. There's uh, love one another, forgive one another, encourage one another. Over and over and over again, uh, the Bible talks about this term one another. And it's pivotal to the gospel, the idea of connection, the idea of community. And, you know, our society is very big on individualism, and, uh, and that's good as well. You need to know who you are and who I am as an individual, but not at the expense of connection, not at the expense of community, not at the expense of being a part of something bigger than just yourself. And the level of our spiritual health and effectiveness as an individual and as a church is dependent upon our level of connectedness, how connected we are to Jesus, Number one, and how we connect, how connected we are to the church, to the body, to the community of faith and believers. Disconnection actually actually equals disability, to be so inability or or to be disabled, not able to do something that you're designed to do. And God has designed us to be the church and to be able to do certain things. And when we're disconnected. We are not able to do those things because Jesus doesn't just look at our individual achievements. He's concerned about us as a community, as a body, the universal church, the local church, whether it be a connect group and how we work with other people. That's what Jesus is concerned about. Ephesians 4.16 says this, "From From him the whole body joined and held together by every joint, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So uh, Paul's using this, this analogy, this idea of, of a body, and the Bible uses it over and over again when he's talking about the church, that it's a, that's a body, a body. That's the description that he uses. There's three things I want to look at out of that scripture. Number one, held together. Number two, grows and builds. And number three, each part working. Uh, So the first part, to join and held together. A body is not just an accumulated number of bones, organs, tissue, um, um, joints, uh, ligaments, just uh, put in a pile. For those to be effective, they're all joined together. For those to be effective, they all work together to do a certain thing as a body. So the body is not just a group of bones, organs, and sinews thrown in a pile. For it to be effective, it has to work together. Is that right? For a body to be effective. So a leg that's dislocated or a leg that's broken um, actually disables the whole body. Because the whole body is not able to do what the whole body was designed to do. If our leg is amputated, for instance, and the leg's over there, then that leg in and of itself is not able to do what the leg was designed to do. The leg was designed not just to exist in and of itself, the leg was designed to be part of something. The leg was designed to have a function within the body so that the body could do what the body was designed to do. And this is the analogy that 
that Paul and the Bible uses when it's talking about the church, when it's talking about church, about community and about connection, that it's joined and it's held together. How's it joined? Well, it's joined through a vision, a vision and a purpose where as, as a community of believers locally and obviously universally, that we are working towards something. And, you know, these videos that we see as we're part of C3 Cares and there are other things that are going on uh, internationally, nationally, and, and locally in our campus here, um, as, we, as we unite with that vision, say, yes, I want to help see that come to pass, I want to contribute in some way, whether it be time, whether it be energy, whether it be money, what, whatever it is, then what we're saying is we are, we are aligning ourselves with that vision that's how we join in we make a decision i'm going to be part of it um so that uh so we're joined through vision when there's more than one vision we don't call it by vision what do we call it division so when we say oh and i'm doing this and this person's doing that and that person's doing that and we're all we're all off doing something different that's not called multiple vision it's called division and when we're divided, the Bible says, we are vulnerable. When we're divided, we're not able to do as much as when we're united. Um, and so the devil will often look to, to get us to uh, want to do our own thing or, or go off. Of, and th- not that they're bad things. They can be good things. But that's not as powerful as if we're doing the one thing. Um, there's many uh, stories of... Uh, of those, um, the horses, when they put them in, uh, what do you call them? They chain them together. That's probably not the right word, chain. <laughs> Harness them together, that's the word. But, um, you know, they did a, they, um, they did a, uh, a test on two, um, uh, two of the strongest horses, individual horses, and they um, did a competition about who could pull the most weight. And uh, they measured the amount of weight that they were each able to pull over a certain distance. And they thought, well, let's put them together and see how much they can do. And obviously the natural thinking was, well, if you put them together, well, you add their indivi- the individual weight that they can pull together. And obviously that's probably what they're going to be able to pull over that time. But what they discovered, well, they were actually able to pull, it, pull 20% more weight when they work together than when they're, what they're able to do when they worked as individuals. And that is why combining and working together wh- whatever initiatives and things that are going on we go you know what we're going to do this together far more powerful far more effective we'll get far more results than us all just going off and just doing our own thing just saying oh and it's not that it's not helpful it's not to, that it's not doing anything but we want to we want to maximize our effort we want to maximize our time our energy and money to get the biggest impact for the kingdom of god is that right so Joined and held together through uh, vision, through purpose, joined through heart. So as a heart, we go, I'm I'm not just going to do stuff. I'm going to engage my heart. I'm going to give my heart to what I'm doing. Uh, And joined through calling, where we feel a a calling, a sense of God's hand upon our life with what we're doing. It's not just a job. It's not just a, a task, that it's something that that we feel like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing something, whatever it is, whether it's here on a Sunday or, or part of one of the ministries or whether it's during the week in a connect group or whatever it is, that we're going, that I feel 
a sense of, of divine calling upon it. Um, I feel like I'm contributing and that Jesus is, is smiling upon what I'm doing right here and right now. Uh, so join and held together. Join through vision. Join through um, heart. Join through calling. And then it says, by every joint. So our bones make up our skeletal structure, uh, which support the soft tissue and protects the organs. So you've got your skeleton, then you've got the, your, your diaphragm, you've got your organs inside of there, you've got your soft tissue, and the body all works together. It's all designed by God to, to work together. But the movement of the body, the way the body moves, the way the body's able to function, all happens because of the joints. If there was no joints in your, um, in your bones, uh, then you wouldn't be able to walk. You wouldn't be able to stand up. If there was no joints, you wouldn't be able to, uh, to move. So the joints, the movement of our body is made possible through the joints. Without joints, you couldn't move your hand, you couldn't move your leg, you couldn't move your neck, you couldn't move your spine. The body works, the body functions, the, the body's able to do what it can do because, because of the joints, because where it's joined. And then when this scripture says, from the whole body joined and held together, it's important that we understand that there are, that there are joints, there are places where we join together. Sunday morning church is one of those joints where we're able to do what we're able to do. We come together. Connect groups is another place, another joint place in the body. And we've got multiple uh, connect groups that happen uh, fortnightly in different people's houses and places. And uh, Tracy oversees all that. Give Tracy a big hand. Oversees all the connect groups and all the connect group leaders that do a phenomenal, do a phenomenal job. And they are joints. Wikipedia, that great body of wisdom, says the joints are the points of union between the bones. The points of union. It's so important that we are finding places of union, places of connection. We're finding joint places. That's why, whether it be uh, in a connect group, obviously Sundays, if we're meeting it, the business groups that we have and uh, Pathfinders and all these different places, they're not just, uh, they're not just events for the sake of events. Uh, anybody can put on an event. Connect group is not just for the sake of doing something social, although there's social elements. It's all about making connection points. It's all about joining together, where our hearts are joined, where our, our um, spirits come together, where our vision is united. And when we come, uh, rather than being uh, individual, that we come together as one. So connect groups, they're... Uh, Joints, they are constructed to allow movement and to provide mechanical support. So connect group, if you're not in a connect group or you are not uh, are getting together in some other place, other than just Sundays, I want to encourage you uh, after this service to go and see Tracy or speak to other, one of the other connect group leaders and go, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to connect in. I'm going to find a place where there's connection, unity, where I'm joined in to what's happening. That's where you'll be the most effective. That's where you're going to be most empowered and that's where you're going to be most used when you find that place of connection. So join and held together, the first thing. The second thing, grows and builds. Grows and builds itself up in love. Um, growth happens. Uh, 
sometimes when kids hit their um, teenage years and they have growth spurts, um, they sort of, uh, the bones can grow apart from the joint. Um, I remember when I was uh, a teenager, I had a, as you can tell, a massive growth spurt. <laughs> I think I grew about two metres in a year. <laughs> no, but uh, I had a lot of trouble with my back because I was growing, but uh, I don't know, my hamstrings weren't growing or something. There was some something going on in my body. I had a lot of back pain when I was in my young teenage years and used to have to do all these stretching exercises and uh, going to see the doctor because um, my, uh, my um, ligaments and everything or my, my hamstrings weren't growing or stretching as fast as my the rest of my body was growing. And so it's important, as it says, grows and builds itself together, that, that when we're joining together, that we're growing together, that, um, that we are growing in our relationship with God, that, that our heart is being changed and transformed, that we are, it's important that, it, that we are more grace-filled, you know, five years, if we're following Christ, if we look back, that, we're, that we've got more grace now than we did five years ago, that, we're, that we've got a bigger heart towards people than we did five years ago, that, that, our, that our patience has increased. And uh, you only got to drive in Sydney traffic to get plenty of opportunities to exercise. Oh, I exercised extreme grace and patience a few weeks ago. So we went away on a holiday. I took two, we've got three boys. Um, and two of them, we went away. Anyway, we went up to uh, Crescent Head. Um, who knows where Crescent Head is? Up the central. A few about five hours north coast. Did surfing up there and hung out for a few days. Anyway, we're on our way back and um, just driving in traffic. There's quite a bit of traffic. It was in the school holidays. Not speeding or anything. Anyway, I see a police car going the other way. Don't take much notice going the other way. Look in the rear vision mirror. I see him turn around. Thinking, that's interesting. Then the lights come on. I think, wow, he's obviously seen somebody. Comes up behind me. And starts flashing his lights. I'm thinking, looking at the speed, I'm doing like 70 kilometers an hour. It's an 80 zone because there was roadworks and whatever happening. I think, oh, I'm, I'm okay. I wonder what's going on here. Got the boys in the car. Thinking, all right, better set a good example here. <laughs> Pull over. <laughs> What do you want? No, I didn't say that. <laughs> Comes over, put the window down. He goes, uh, excuse me, sir, can I see your license? Like, okay, yeah, here's my license. He goes, um, breathe into this, breathalyzer. Thinking, okay, I haven't been drinking or anything. Do the breathalyzer. And then he says, uh, you've got a bike rack on the back of your car. Do you know it's an offense to ex- obscure your number plate? I'm like, really? He goes, uh, he goes, Yes. And I'm thinking, you turned around to pull me over for this? Anyway, he goes, give me your license. Goes away, does whatever, comes back. He goes, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's an offense to do that $433 fine. So I've got a bike rack on the back. <laughs> anyway, I'm thinking, you're a pastor, you're a pastor, you're a pastor. <laughs> I'm like, I look at the fine, I'm thinking, $433? I could go two times over DUI and not get a $433 fine. <laughs> and I'm like, Four, this is $433? He goes, yeah, it's an offense to, to obscure your number plate. 
And anyway, while we're sitting there, I saw two other cars go past, you know, with, the, with an obscured number plate. It's school holidays, got bike racks on. I'm thinking, this guy is just driving up and down this stretch of road, pulling people over because he knows he's going to get a $433 fine every time. And I'm like, I'm just thinking, oh, my goodness. Jesus, <laughs> thank you. Grace, 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 patience. I've got two boys in the car. Anyway, so we pull up, uh, I paid the fine, said, okay, thanks. I know you're only doing your job or whatever. Um, <laughs> have a great day. <laughs> We're driving away. And anyway, I said to the, I said, okay, I've got to use this moment to teach something to my boys. I said, look, um, stuff like this is going to happen in life. Uh, I, this is like very frustrating. Uh, uh, but I also said to him, oh, I said to the boys, but oftentimes, you know, stuff happens and it's frustrating. You can get angry, you can get upset, you can respond in different ways. Um, but the reality is everything works out for good. It's going to be okay. Um, pay the fine and, and uh, move on. Don't disrespect authority. Don't, um, you know, create scenes or anything like that. And so even though it was a $433 fine, I think, hope something good came out of it in regards to my response and the way I acted in that particular situation and that and, and so getting back to my point talking about growing that it's important that we are that opportunities are always going to come our way to display the character of Christ we've got to ask ourselves are we actually growing and how do we grow we grow in moments like this, when we're in God's presence, we're hearing God's word, we're feeling it, so that when we do go out, that Christ-like, ca- we're able to exercise. Now I don't always act perfectly. I know you find that very difficult to believe, that I'm not perfect. Um, but we're never always perfect. We always are going to make mistakes. But we've got to ask ourselves, are we actually growing? Are we growing in our relationship with God? Uh, is, the, is Christ's character, the fruits of the Spirit, the different things we read about, are we exercising them in a greater measure than we were before? Uh, and we may not be where someone else is or whatever, but and we all have our particular weakness. could be anger, could be disappointment, could be frustration, different ways that we respond, uh, could be, you know, whatever. But, but those areas, and each, each of us know what they are, that we're saying, God, I want, I want to grow in this area. I want to see improvement. I want to see your... Ha- and when we're meeting with other people, whether it be in connect groups, in church, different places of connection with other believers, it's an opportunity when we see other people and how they respond and how they act for us to grow. If we're just out there on our own. You know, when we've got nothing to compare ourselves to, we, sometimes we can think we're going awesome. If you're in a um, sport, sometimes I cycle and... Um, you know, you're out there cycling sometimes on your own. You think, man, I am incredible. Uh, and then you go and ride with some other people. You go, I'm not incredible. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes we think, oh, I'm doing so well in this area and I'm okay. But then we can look at other people and not, not in a way that causes us to, to pull back or to get depressed or whatever, but to be inspire us to go, you know what? I can change in this area. I can be more patient. I can respond. And so often with you know, uh, people here in different settings and whatever, I get inspired when I see the way people react and respond to different scenarios. And I'm thinking, I don't know if I would have responded that way. That, that, that inspires me. That encourages me to be a better follower of Christ, someone that, that is exemplifying Christ, but also growing 
in my faith and therefore being able to contribute something more to the body and to what God's doing. So growing and building. It's more than just a group of people gathering together one and a half weeks, one and a half hours or an hour or whatever it is on a Sunday and then going off and doing our own, our own thing. That's not a body. A body is something that's joined, that's connected, that is doing something together. Acts 2, 46, 47 says, They followed a daily discipline of worship in the temple. They came to church, followed by meals in homes. They connected with people. They had people over. They fellowshiped. They, they connected. They had community. Meals of celebration, exuberant and joy. They praised God. People in general liked what they saw. Every day their number grew as God added those who were being saved. Um, the other thing is, in, you know, in any relationships, in any connect, whether it be connect groups, in church, and I know sometimes we'll find this hard to believe, but um, sometimes there will be other believers, um, probably not in this church, but probably in other churches, that you don't get on with. I don't know if you've ever met a Christian that actually annoys you, another person that frustrates you, another person you don't get on with. I remember the first time I found out that someone didn't like me. It was many, many, I know there's not many around, but many years ago, and you know, I'm a nice person, I try and, and then it was when we were, uh, uh, Nick and I were part of Oxford Falls many, many years ago, and, and, and someone said to me, oh, this person doesn't like you. I was shocked. I'm like, what the heck? Um, but, I don't know how I got onto that. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> just, uh, just some public therapy. <laughs> just pray for me after. Pastor Ward needs some help. <laughs> um, my point is that um, every joint in the body, how amazing is this? Every joint in the body, for that movement to r remain smooth, that there's a fluid in there. There's a fluid in between the joints. So the, the, the bones aren't rubbing on one another. There's actually a fluid in there that helps them and smooths them out. You know what that fluid is in our relationships? You know what that's an, that's an analogy for, a metaphor for? It's the Holy Spirit. It's so important that we, are, that we have the Holy Spirit in, in our relationships and in our connections because that's what allows grace to flow. That's what allows us to forgive and overlook offenses and all those things that the Bible talks about. Oftentimes we're our own self-will and our own determination and whatever. It's not enough, is it? But when the Holy Spirit comes and we say, God, help me to forgive this person or let this go or overlook this offense or that thing that frustrates me Lord, I just I pray Lord Holy Spirit that I can look beyond that and that I can see the good or, or see the uh, the blessing or, or understand why a person is that way there's always a reason that people respond a certain way um, and it's very easy to to judge people or to look at people in a certain way but until you understand what where they've come from what they've been through what the things that they've experienced and that causes them to respond or react or, or be a certain way uh if we're able to take that step back and try and understand where that person it, it helps us have empathy it helps us have love it helps us feel for that person and and help build that relation that's what the holy spirit does the holy spirit brings that fluid into those relationships, into those joints, into the church as well. We're always praying that the Holy Spirit is here so that we are flowing. Um, otherwise, in the body, when the fluid's not there, so if you, or if you lose your cartilage in your knee or whatever, or the bones are rubbing, there's wear that occurs, there's damage that occurs. 
Uh, and the last thing you want in, a, in relationships, whether it be in a family, whether it be amongst friends, whether it be uh, even in church, where because, because there's not that, that Holy Spirit, there's not that fluid, then, then damage can occur in different relationships. There's nothing worse than having a falling out or something with someone, with another Christian. Um, it's, it, it's, um, yeah, it's not, it's not good. And sometimes those things can happen for various reasons. None of us are perfect, but that we're able to then bring that Holy Spirit back in, change or forgive or do the things that we can do to bring restoration. Um, you have to make a decision to stay connected in church sometimes. Because even in church, sometimes you can get hurt or offended or someone can do something or not do something and think, oh, we're not Christians or whatever. Um, uh, but we make a decision that this is the point of connection. This is how it grows. And sometimes you have to be a Christian to survive in church. Did you know that? I know, you find that hard to believe. You've got to be a Christian to survive in church because people are people. Stuff happens. And you just got to go, you know what, it's okay. I'm going to let that go. I'm not going to hold on to it. Um, that's how a church grows. That's how the body grows. That's how community continues to flourish when stuff happens, that it can renew itself, that things can be, uh, that any damage that occurs can be healed by the Holy Spirit. And my last point um, from that scripture, and each part working together. <coughs> you know, sometimes when people think about the church or think about the way it works, they think about, you know, that's like a pyramid or something. So, you know, the pastor sits at the top of the pyramid and just tells everybody what to do or just, you know, gets whatever. Um, other people see the church a little bit like a bus. So the pastor's the bus driver and everyone just gets on the bus and sits at the back. <laughs> Off we go. Go, pastor, take us. <laughs> well, let's go, let's go, let's go. Oh, I'm sick of this bus, I'm getting off. <laughs> um, some people see the church like that. Um, or, I have another analogy here. Oh, yeah, a feeding trough. <laughs> so, you know, we come to church and the food gets laid out and we just come and we eat whatever, spiritually food or whatever, and we worship. And we, oh, great message, great message, great message. And then we go away. And many people do that, but then, but then actually don't do anything. Um, and so that's not, that's not the image of, of the church. It's not the image of the, the house of God. The image is one of everybody working together, everybody connected, everybody um, doing something, the image of the body. So when I was thinking about it, and I think it thought it's pertinent considering we're in the Olympics right now. So I'm thinking about you know, the, uh, the great, what a body can do we look at something like that. Who knows, well, who knows who that is? Usain Bolt, who's, uh, I think, done the heats at the moment, but that's a fine specimen of a body. That's what I, when I think, okay, what does God want the body to look like? What does he want the church to look like? I'm thinking of something like that as opposed to something like this. <laughs> or something like this as opposed to something like this. <laughs> so we're going to ask ourselves, if we're, if we're a body, what kind of body are we? And what condition are we in as a body? And the, and the way we evaluate that is these things that I'm talking about. How connected are we? How much grace do we have? Um, 
what are we contributing? How are we bringing our time, our energy, our money, our, our heart, our, uh, as we come, our encouragement so that we're in an environment where we're just coming in and encouraging people or finding something positive to say or lifting somebody up. It's all so powerful. It's all so relevant. It's all so important that we are doing these things. And as we do that, we're becoming a body that is able to do incredible things that is able to have an incredible impact and is able to display christ in a powerful relevant and life-changing way so as a finely tuned athlete where everybody plays a part where everybody's connected where everybody's involved where there's genuine deep loving friendships being experienced where there's fun when there's encouragement where there's support given and received by all where every member is a minister not just the minister, but we're all ministers. The word minister means to serve. We're all like, I, I want to serve in some capacity. I want to give. Pastor Phil was saying in that message, I'm not just a receiver. I'm not just taking something. I'm here to give something. I'm here to invest something. I'm here to make a difference. <coughs> uh, every member's a minister, utilizing their God-given gifts, investing their time, their energy, and their money with unbridled enthusiasm, where life's never done alone. I'll finish with this. I mean, many of you may know, some of you don't know that well, my wife's not here today, but her father passed away last week and she's in the process of organizing the funeral and all the bits and pieces. And it's a very sad time for us as a family. He was an incredible man, a strong Christian. And my wife was extremely close to him and they spoke, I thought it was once a day, but I've since found out they spoke twice a day. Um, so I'm thinking, you don't, you don't even speak to me twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, um, very, very close and, and a loving and a loving man. But <coughs> it just, um, through this process, it just uh, enlightened to me again and, import, uh, and made me think about the importance of the church in the sense of uh, that, that we're here to make sure that people are not doing life alone. Um, that whatever they're going through, whatever circumstance they're facing, there's many people out there that are going through different challenges and the whole idea of someone having to go, you know, unfortunately my wife, um, her, her family, her brother and sister-in-law are extremely close and she's not having to go through it alone and, and uh, has filled, felt extremely supported and loved um, throughout this time. But I was thinking even this morning about how for people that go through situations like that and they go through it on their own, it would be absolutely debilitating, I can imagine. It would be so horrendous. Um, but it's important for us as the church that we're thinking you know, that we don't want people doing life on their own. We don't want people isolated. This, it's, a, it's such a debilitating emotion, a sense of loneliness, a sense of separation, a sense of apartness. And the devil will do anything to keep people separated, to keep them disconnected, to keep them out of church or, or just doing stuff on their, on their own because he knows that when you're isolated, you're an easy target because the Bible over and over again talks about, you know, there's a strength, there's a strength uh, where, uh, when one falls down, the other can pick them up. There's a strength in, in connections and relationships. And so I'm not just talking about, you know, our natural physical relationships, whether it be a father, mother or whatever, but, but the power of actually um, connecting people in. And every one of us can do that. Yes, it takes time. Yes, it sometimes takes energy and we don't feel like we've got busy stuff on. But, <coughs> but we're never in a place where, we, where we, we, we've got 
we don't have time to reach out to somebody. We don't have time to, to help somebody. We don't have time to have a conversation or whatever, but that we are, and I'm talking to myself as well, because I'm more of a, uh, I'm more of a task person. I know if you don't know me that well, um, but that we're continually reminding ourselves what is actually important. People are priority. Jesus came for people. He didn't. He came for the world, but he he didn't just come for the buildings and everything. He came for the people. And you are the most important thing on this planet to God. You, me, us. We are so valuable. You are so valuable. But it's important that we uh, have our eyes open enough that we are a community enough where we are able to, when people come in or in our community with our C3 chairs and stuff, that we are able to bring people into community. That we're able to go, you know what, I see where you're at. I understand where you're coming from and I want to help. That you don't have to do this alone. You don't have to do this on your own. That we're doing it together. That's, I think, what Jesus wants. That's the kind of body that I think is is athletic and powerful and doing what he's called us to do. So why don't we close our eyes right now as I finish this service. But it's really just about encouraging each and every one of us and thinking about having a, a community mindset that we are part of something that's bigger than just us. And when we bring what we have, we actually help the whole body when our part's not functioning the way it's supposed to, then the whole body's not functioning the way it's supposed to. We're not just individuals gathered together. We are one. As a local community here, as a, as a church in this, in this city, every Christian across this city, we're one. And then, then a nation, and then across the globe, different levels of community, different levels of connection. <coughs> but I want to encourage you here this morning to find those places of connection. And if you've got time to go to a connect group, I know sometimes we, oh, I'm busy, I haven't got time for that, but make the decision, I'm going to connect. I'm going to, I am going to lock in. I am going to give some time, (coughs) not just because I need it, but to, to give something to someone else. And it's funny when you do that, you actually get something back, don't you? So Father, we just thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for what you've done and we thank you that you are empowering us to be the body of believers you've called us to be. To make a difference. (coughs) To be powerful yet gentle. To be task focused and get things done but also to not lose sight of the most important things. Lord, all about people it's all about people Father I just thank you for your word pray you encourage us help us to keep the main things the main thing to make a difference through the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ and the power of your Holy Spirit filling us individuals, empowering us and joining us together.
we can make a difference in this city in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen.